Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com, and you can apply for a free trial lesson, and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? As I said, it's that advanced vocabulary relating to ambitions. I've got 10 particular words or phrases relating to ambitions. I'll give them to you and then in the list and then I'll go down through them one by one, hopefully give you some examples that you'll be able to practice. And if you don't understand them, as I said, I'll give you the contact details at the end of the, the video and you can write to me if you need more information. Okay, let's get into it. So as I said, we've got 10 of them as always. Let's go through them one by one crave to crave so we're using it as a verb yeah we can have a, a craving so that's a noun but to crave all right is to you can crave attention you can crave certain information or crave news or you can crave certain food that you really want to have so to crave is when you really really want something you have a deep desire often they talk about ladies when they're expecting a baby that they they develop a craving for a particular food. So they crave chocolate or they crave pizza or they crave certain unusual combinations because of the effects of the, the pregnancy. So you can crave in that way. Or perhaps you've been on a diet for a long time and you crave the taste of meat. Or maybe you've had a recent festival like Easter or something like that and before Easter perhaps you were on some sort of fast yeah where you gave up meat and uh, maybe you were eating vegetarian meals for a while so you crave the taste of meat so come that Easter Sunday you're going to cook a beautiful chicken or a roast beef whatever it might be that you really really crave so when you crave something you desire it very very deeply so you crave attention when you haven't had attention. Perhaps you didn't have a happy childhood and you didn't have a warm relationship with parents. And as you grow older, you crave attention from other people. Young puppies or kittens that we get, they always crave attention. They come over to you. They're looking to, to make friends. They're, they're looking for the warmth of your skin against theirs. Or in fact, they might just be looking for some food, but they do crave attention in the same way. So to crave, looking for something or desiring something deeply. To hanker after is something similar to crave, okay? To hanker after something that you haven't had for a long time. You could hanker after a game of squash or a game of tennis because you haven't played it in a while. You can hanker after your favorite food, a bag of crisps, a bag of chips, whatever that might be. You hanker after a beer when you've perhaps been on a fasting or you've given up a beer for a certain period of time. Perhaps you had to go on a diet because you put on a little bit of weight and uh, the summer months have gone by and you've been really, really waiting for that time when you've lost the weight and you can, okay, sit down and have a cool beer. Not too many, but a cool beer because you've got a real hankering after beer. So to hanker after something is to, again, have a desire or a wish to, to eat, to drink, to do something, hmm? to hanker after. 
to be in the spotlight. Well, when you're in the spotlight, usually the light is shining on you like it's shining on me now as I'm doing this recording. So technically I'm in the spotlight at the moment. Some people like to be in the spotlight, some people don't. Some people are shy and prefer not to be in the spotlight. You can be in the spotlight for good reasons and bad reasons. So if you've done something that focuses attention on you, then you're definitely going to be in the spotlight. If the police are trying to understand who committed the crime and they have their ideas who did it, so he may be in their spotlight, but they're just trying to find evidence that will lead them to him, that they will be able to prove that he or she is the guilty party. So to be in the spotlight. Politicians, just before they come up for re-election, are always in the spotlight. So the focus of attention is on them. The TV want to interview them. They want to hold debates. So they look at them. Then journalists from the newspapers will have them in the spotlight trying to dig up a little bit of dirt to cause some sensation or perhaps to derail their campaign. So they will remain and constantly will be in the spotlight during the term running up to and after the election to be in the spotlight. So to be in the spotlight is to be in everybody's view, to be looked at, and everything is going to be scrutinized, whatever you happen to do or whatever you happen to say, or indeed, because now of technology, they'd be able to examine and put under the spotlight things that you said in the past when you were younger and you might not have meant it or you made, made a few mistakes, but guess what? It's going to come out to haunt you because you'll then be in the spotlight. When you're in the spotlight, you're also the center of attention. Now, you can be the center of attention, as I said, for good or for bad reasons. You might like to be the center of attention. So there are certain people that we know that when they go to a party, they want to be the center of attention. So they dress appropriately or inappropriately. So they become the center of attention. They sing and dance when other people are looking at them. So everybody's focused on them. So they are the center of attention. Okay, or they meet up with the, the right boy or girl because then it will be noticed and then they will be the center of attention. Other people may not like to be the center of attention, even if they are. Okay, so it could be a pop star, a film star, a sports star. All they want to do is play their sport. They want to play their tennis or their golf or their football and they, they don't like being and they're not comfortable being uh, the center of attention. But if they're really good at that particular sport, well, unfortunately, they are going to be the center of attention. The fans of that particular game want to meet them. The fans want to take the selfie with them. The fans want to see them and be seen with them. So if they're walking down the street, somebody's going to come up to them and before long, there'll be a big crowd around them all looking for autographs. So in that particular period of time, yeah, they are the center of attention. And you can be, as always, the center of attention for good and bad reasons. Something has happened negatively, you'll be the center of attention because people want to find out the story, the real story, what happened. To be held in high esteem. When, when we are held in high esteem, it means that people think a lot about us. They think well of us, okay? So whatever we do or whatever we have done in the past comes to people's attention and therefore they look on it as really, really good. Oh, he's an amazing politician. You know, he does everything he possibly can for the people in his constituency. He's always trying to help them. 
the poor, the sick, the needy. He does everything he can to bring it to the attention of the government so that money is spent in this particular area. So all of his voters, all of the people in that area where he lives or represents hold him in very high regard or they hold him in high esteem, meaning nothing he can do would make them think badly of him. They absolutely love and adore him. Okay, so to be held in high esteem. It's something we can talk about politicians or it could be business guys, yeah, some local businessman who uh, set his business up from scratch. He started it, built the business up, employs now a lot of people locally, you know, family members, they all come through that uh, company. He reinvests money into the area. He helps out local charities. So everything is done possible that he can do to make things good for that particular area because he realizes his social responsibility. So the local people will consider and look at him with and regard him in high esteem. Okay, so high esteem means the highest regard. Nobody will think badly of him. Nobody will believe any negative views or opinions because they hold him in high esteem. To be renowned for. When, when you are renowned for something, you're known to do things. You're, you've got a history, a good history, a track record of doing positive things. Or he's renowned for his charity work, meaning he's well known for the work he does. Yeah? Somebody like Bill Gates is renowned for his charitable work the amount of money, his own personal money that he's handed over to charities all around the world. And lots of other well-known billionaires like Bill Gates have followed suit and they do exactly the same. So they are renowned for their charitable activities. They are renowned for being very generous. They are renowned for the help they do for the poor and the really poor, poor countries. Okay, so to be renowned for. You could also be renowned for something negative, but normally we use it with a positive twist, a positive uh, objective, renowned for. To become an overnight success. Well, when you become an overnight success, it means you didn't have success or you weren't well known before that, but suddenly something happens and overnight, almost literally, you become well known. Good example of this would be somebody who writes books or fiction books. Okay, so they've decided that writing is what they want to do and they've written a couple of books. They weren't so interesting or the publishers didn't uh, publish them, but then they write a particular book that the publishers think is going to be a real success. So they take on the book, they publish it, they launch the book, and within, within a couple of days, Everybody's talking about it. The book has sold out in every country. It's been translated into many, many different languages. And in that situation, we can say, yeah, this particular author has become an overnight success. Now, in most cases, it doesn't literally happen overnight because it takes a little bit of luck, but it can happen that way. Some actor can be an overnight success. Never heard of before. Suddenly this movie looks like it's going to be the movie of the year. It's going to win the Oscars. And that particular actor or actress becomes an overnight success. Okay, so something that happens very suddenly. Prior to that, 
hardly known at all, either for their writing or their music uh, or their acting. But then suddenly, because of that success of that movie or book, they become an overnight success. The footballer who makes his debut for his team and scores a hat-trick in the first game, he'll be an overnight success because all the fans will want his autograph. They'll all be talking about him and think, yeah, this is exactly what the team needed. Okay, so an overnight success. Okay, well, when we've spoken about to become an overnight success, something that can happen to you very, very quickly, not always the case, but it can happen very, very quickly. And following on from being an overnight success, you can shoot to fame. Okay, so you can shoot a gun, you can shoot a movie, but when we shoot to fame, it means we rise up and become famous, what we always dreamt of doing, yeah? So if we take the situation, for example, of J.K. Rowling, yeah? She shot to fame after the first couple of books of Harry Potter. She wasn't an overnight success by any manner of means. She used to write stories when she was at school. If you check up on her history, she used to use her classmates as certain characters in some of her books, but it wasn't overnight success. But after the first couple of books and people began to read them, the kids, um, I remember my kids queuing up outside of bookshops to, to buy them. Yeah, she shot to fame. And then following on from the books, she's had the movies and following on from the movies, she's had the theme parks, the museums, and then other stories related to the old Harry Potter pre and post. So you can say definitely she has shot to fame as a result of her prowess as an author. And it happens to lots of people. It happens to sports stars. So you sign some really wonderful footballer and, uh, you know, they shoot to fame or some basketball player or baseball player, whatever it might be, they will shoot to fame as a result of their activities on the playing field. Actors, actresses, ballerinas, whatever it might be, everybody wants a part of them when they shoot to fame. They become famous. Now, next one, to be set on something, okay? So when we use this, it means somebody has a desire or they have a real uh, aim or ambition to, to do something, okay? She has her heart set on being a ballerina, yeah? She has her heart set on being an actor. She has her heart set on being a doctor. To be set on means that's what they want to do. No matter what you say or what you do, you're not going to be able to change their mind. She is set on marrying him. No matter what you say, you don't like him. But the more you're negative, the more entrenched her view will be. So she is set on marrying him. Perhaps she'll find out later on that it's not what she wants. But, you know, at the moment, you're not going to be able to change her mind. She's set on going to that university. Her friends are going there. It's out of town. It's going to be a little bit more expensive for us, but you know, she'll have friends with her. So she's set on that course of action. So, so to be set on is to be determined to follow or to be t determined to do something, to be set on. And then finally, to have aspirations. Well, uh, an aspiration is a desire or a wish or something that you, you want to do, something that you hope to achieve. 
You have aspirations to be a politician. You have aspirations to be an astronaut. You've thought about it since you were seven or eight, the first time you looked through a telescope and you looked at the, the moon and you asked your parents, how do you get there? And they tell you about the rockets and the astronauts and they show you the pictures. So your aspirations are to be an astronaut. You might not achieve it, but that's deep down is your hope, your belief is that that's what you want to achieve. So an aspiration is a desire, a belief, a hope, something that you want to achieve. Okay, so they're all the vocabulary that we're using relating to ambitions, where you have certain ambitions, something that you want to achieve. So let me go through them one more time. To crave something or somebody, or to crave after, to hanker after something similar to crave, to be in the spotlight, to be the center of attention, to be held in high esteem by other people, to be renowned for, well-known for, to be renowned for, to become an overnight success, shoot to fame, to be set on something and have aspirations about something, have aspirations. Okay, so as I said, they are advanced vocabulary relating to ambitions. Try to use a few of them. If you can remember them, great. Try and put them into practice in business English or in conversational English. And as always, if you want to contact me, then you can do so and I'd happily give you some further examples. So if you want to contact me, then it's www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Very, very happy to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Join me again soon. Mm -hmm.